0: Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, Land and People. Surprise! <laughs> the S season hasn't are. ended. No. Here we are. Um, I'm Melissa Kamara. I'm a conservationist and artist on the Hawaii island. And I'm Clay Charnick. and I do work at the University of Hawaii,
1: Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Management. And this whole adventure, podcasting adventure, is to really explore what connects people to place. And we've been exploring that. Really, through the work that people do and sort of how they how they got to where where they are and what they've done, the interview we're about to sort of jump into here it aligns pretty well with the more recent talks we've been having.
0: I really look at it as a privilege, (laughs) because of
1: course, all of them,
0: (laughs) all of them are Kekuhi, kealii kanaka ole. Particularly, she's so busy. She's an educator, scholar, dancer, musician, vocalist, composer. The list goes on and on. Um, and just being able to carve out a little bit of time with her was just incredible. And she's our first, Clay, a first in the humanities that we're, we're talking about this relationship to, to place, right? You can
1: call it the humanities. But again, I think coming at this from like the sciences, you know, we talk about this offline all the time is we in the sciences sort of have been isolated from the humanities to our detriment. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's like the humanities is kind of a funny term for it anyway, but it's just like understanding history and where we come from Uh, and how we connect socially, culturally to, to all of these things that we love and that keep us doing what we're doing. Like we all have that fundamental understanding, Um, but it limits our ability to sort of, you know, really understand the meaning of things. And that's where this conversation went um, so beautifully and I mean, I was holding back on so many questions and digressions and potential places we could have gone.
0: Well, we could have talked for so long to her because they just crack open the the broad subject of culture and it goes in many different directions. Yeah. But I will say to give our, our listeners some background. So Kekuhi is trained in chant and ritual for 39 years under Halao Kekuhi, named for her grandmother, Edith. Kekuhi Kanakaole, uh, for those of you who don't know about the Kanakaole family, they are legendary um, here on Hawaii Island. Her grandmother, Edith, the stadium in Hilo is named after her. Her image was just placed on the U.S. quarter. Um, she was the first to teach Hawaii lifeways at UH Hilo, ethnobotany, Polynesian history, genealogy, all of these subjects which were not, not um, formalized in the university system. Um, right. Her whole family comes from such... Um, a, a rich and storied history, uh, past and present. She currently teaches Oli and Olelo, Hawaii. And, um, you know, like I think about even, we didn't even get half have time for this, but um Kuhao, I hope I'm saying that right, Ku Ha'o Zane of Sig Zane Designs, you know, like that's her cousin. <laughs> and he yeah. has even, and I, I bring him up because he's even talked about how Oli, Hawaiian chant, is not only a way to connect personally with Hawaii Ne, but also contains important environmental data. I mean, he actually says that about place, which is embedded in the chants themselves. Of
2: course, yeah.
0: And so, like so many members of her family and and none more so than Kekuhi, is, is deeply tied for generations into this intimate knowledge of, of chant, of, and importantly, she's the creator of Halau Ohia. Uh, right, Clay?
1: I can't really speak to it uh, from direct experience, but really to allow people that are working in conservation to develop a stronger cultural connection to, you know, what in that field we'd call resources, and what I think in Kuhi's world we call persons and people and, and, and family and relationships. And it's about trying, not trying, but just, I think we talk about this in the interview, transforming the way in which we connect to these places and these persons, the bird people and plant people. And the
0: yeah, yeah. The Manu people. And you're going to hear this, like her talking about things we care about as personified. And that is like a real shift. And then that just like represents many different ways in which what she's bringing to us who did not not grow up with these ideas, these ways of knowing, it's a, it's a whole shift. And so I invite all of our listeners who are maybe not used to hearing about, you know, things that we might deem spiritual or um, Hawaiian ways of knowing to really open up and listen to what Kiku has to offer because she is giving us, we are so privileged. She's giving us a shortened, condensed version of what she would do for many, many yeah. weeks with conservationists and people. And I would just
1: encourage listeners like this to pay attention about how she talks talks about things because there is so much intention in this.
0: Yeah. And it's like a pearl of wisdom. Every everything she yeah, saying. Herself,
1: yeah, Yeah. It was very fun. That's a really
0: fun part. Kekuhi is hilarious and she is a little bit kolohe too, which Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun.
0: I just enjoyed it. so so much. And maybe we, I mean I would love to do a follow
1: up. Again, I have said so many questions that I was just biting yes. my tongue. We all had like a, <laughs> we all had like that that the deadline and at the end and we were trying to be respectful and so maybe there'll be a part two.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah. We put that out there. So um, with all of that, we are so pleased to introduce our next guest, He Kuhi Kanaka Ole of Hawaii Island.
1: I listened to the um, Manu Friends podcast, the... Um, Kaleo, oh. ka- ooh, wow. it was awesome <laughs> it was really awesome and i and just you know you started off that just talking it's like relationship 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 and that's it's yeah. this the same right i mean we're just kind of what mm. we're especially some of the um folks in conservation where they're like talking about are expecting to be talking about the work that they've done and that they do. And we really are like, no, actually, but like, how did you, how did you end up doing it? You know, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like clay is the science background. I come from a humanities background. Um, I'm a generalist. So but uh, my, my other side is, like, art and my literature and all of that. So, like, when I caught the last 10 minutes of your talk, Hikuhi, I was, like, dying because I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. I want to hear all, you know, that whole perspective is, like, so, so interesting to me. So, like, from the humanities point of view, you're our first, which I think is, like, wonderful. I mean, not first. I would just say you have that all of those different skills, you know, I mean, many, many we talk to yeah. about deep emotionally into the into the relationship but this is what you do, right? Every day.
3: Every day. <laughs> yeah. Even yes even yesterday. Tell us. So when we were up on the Mauna there um, there was a, a carving school who was just starting to get they were just starting to train. And so they got into a point where their teacher um, needed more kind of input. So he actually called one of the carving masters from New Zealand,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Papalaino, and he carves at the carving school in Rotorua. Mm-hmm. And so Papalaino comes over, and uh, Sam Kai comes over too, which is oh, okay. a huge, huge gift for them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, anyway, so they carve all of these ki'is, one for water. One for atmosphere and spring water. One for the actual collection of water. One for the, the carpet of the forest. One for, the, there's the kane, the hine, the Oh, And one for pu'uhuluhulu. Mm-hmm. So pu'uhuluhulu at that point in time served as sort of the um, boss, the the director. hulu as the pool I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sort of served as the beacon that directs people's behavior. And mm-hmm. so there's one ki for that. And so the Kumoku Halii image was carved and then gifted to some of my students. Who take care of the other side of Mauna Kea, sort of the northeast-facing side mm-hmm. of the mountain? Mm-hmm. Their whole focus is to revegetate, of course, yeah. and and then begin bringing people in those spaces to to have those relationships. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, um, for the first time, the Kahus or the caretakers of the key uh, brought some of us up. Uh, myself and a bunch of my students, a few of them came over from Oahu, mm-hmm. Maui, and a bunch from here. And we went up the mountain and we did this wonderful trek across in a car. When I say trek, it's in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, ar- around the mountain as if a lay,
2: mm-hmm. You
3: know, and then um, we... Introduced, they introduced us to some of the the mighty Mamani people. I mm-hmm. met maybe the largest Momani tree ever. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a big wow. And then we met sort of a patch, and you know, a community of. Oh, Silver sword people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just look like a bunch of urchins. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then we got to meet Kumoku Hali'i. And we did a little ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then we got to talk story. And that's how I that's how I love to spend my weekends.
2: Yeah.
0: That way. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, there are so many questions I have for you. i The first one is for our listeners, you know, like... Tell you you, the personification, right? And like mm. the, that, these are people in the in the world in the way we relate to people. Maybe you can unpack that a little bit and what that means. You know, when we talk mm. about Manu people, we talk about money mm. people. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's actually pretty a practical definition of how we how Hawai'i language um, pr- pluralizes um, groups of. The other way you could say it is lahui money yeah. or lahui cows or. <laughs> uh, you know. So the term is poe, P O kina e, and poe means um, people or a group of yeah yeah so a group of manu poe manu yeah or Mm -hmm. lahui manu lahui manu is the what population of manu i suppose the whole whole big family yeah the whole big community sort of made up of families everybody Uh yeah so i don't know if it's always Grammatically proper to say bird people, tree people, fish people. But what I found is that human people find a way to relate with more equanimity Mm -hmm. to the rest of everybody else. When we actually say that energetic for that Ohia tree, that's right in front of my face is probably equal to or far supersedes what my own energetic in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what that means to me is to reteach us and myself, my learners daily to call them by their name. Yeah, it helps people understand what that relationship could be
1: (laughs) not to say that it's, it's there yet (laughs) maybe, but, um, just to personalize everything. Um,
0: Oh, my gosh, because it means so much. Right. And like, well, I guess, Clay, you're saying like speaking for those of us who didn't grow up with this idea, but like it's always been there for you, your family, the intimate knowledge of all these places. So I know we're starting right in the middle of our questions, but it's so I love talking about language because my mom is a poet. And um, it's important, right? It's really important we get it right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so much yeah. gets lost when you have to translate, right? I mean, mm-hmm. from one language to the next and, or becoming introduced to these the places in particular, right? Without understanding, I mean, how many place names do we speak? Those of us who don't know Hawaiian every day and how much meaning is there that you, you're you just missing? I mean, just think of every street name in Honolulu. You know? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to address, since we're talking about language just a little, um, what um, Clay just said. Mm -hmm. And he said, for those of us who don't speak Hawaiian, so that it really does come from a feeling Mm -hmm. rather than a fact of the matter, because you could potentially yeah break up because it's a fairly simple language to learn there's no special ph combos or wh combos you know they're pretty much just (laughs) seven consonants a glottal marker elongated vowel marker and a, a, e, o, o, and then five vowels. Right. So what I encourage my learners to do, no matter what they sound like or what they perceive they sound like. And I have all kind of learners. I have old Hawaii learner ladies from the mainland who, if you just listen to them, they don't sound like Hawaii blooded people you know and then i have a bunch of learners from japan and um a couple of learners from tahiti and and so on and so forth and then i have lots of haole learners older folks medium kind and young folks and one of the exercises is and it takes a little bit of a sort of set the space so that we understand that what we're listening to is an evolution <laughs> of, of someone's own feeling about nobody wants to be shamed right, or blamed for what they sound like. So right. we set that for folks. And then we practice and we exercise ourselves and we have the experience. We go through the melee. We start. Start by saying "Anaiho o twelve times down the road and wherever you're going, and then we start by saying "Aloha new tree." Okay, "Aloha mauna." Uh, never could say this correctly, but okay. Coolie, oh, oh, coolie, oh, oh, yeah. I bump into people all the time because my name on my license is so long. <laughs> so, yeah. so, everyone at the airport and everyone at the long and wherever I'm going to eat, will say, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher that. And it oh, but my message is. Try it. Yeah. You haven't butchered it because it has you haven't spoken it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very not
1: exactly the same, but my last name is very difficult for people too. So I always I'm always very supportive. People <laughs> just <laughs> just dive in and go for it. Um yeah. <laughs> so I can understand that. Never shame, right? Never, never shame. Trower. <laughs> trowernicht almost <laughs> and of course like trowernicht is what i grew up saying traur-nicht. it's what, not german right so it's not it's not the german pronunciation of it oh yeah, yeah. okay 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 okay
0: what is it then
1: clay
3: what's trowernicht
1: it means uh trowers to grieve and nicked is not so it means don't grieve
3: wow. <laughs> oh,
0: that makes perfect sense who you I are like <laughs> the, the best guess is uh,
1: Maybe they were like, you know, mortuary people Or something like that, you know <laughs> That's, Okay, I, know. I gotta give you
0: background, kikuhi Because Clay and I bantering on our podcast That like, he's the glass half full And the glass half empty Which he he thinks it's the opposite So I, it's, it's proven by your name, there it is uh, Showering
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it I yeah. like it
0: So, Kei we got one sketch for our listeners. Let's go to the beginning. Um, Okay. play, you want us to ask the first question? I mean, it's such a hard one to ask. It is. It's almost embarrassing to ask it because it's like who you are and your family, you know, but.
1: Speaking of shame, you know, just thinking about your relationship to the place, to this place, I mean, Hawaii in general or where you grew up and just. Thinking, uh, what kind of like experiences or people maybe just rooted you to that place? And I know that's such a huge question, but I think maybe to simplify it is just you know some of those formative experiences that you want to share because I'm sure there's lots. <laughs>
3: The follow-up question um, makes a lot of sense. What was a, f- a formative moment that really solidified? I think we gotta make the um, the differentiation between a conscious idea, the conscious belonging, or or or. I mean, we could take the whole hour. Yeah. You know, right. I know that's the problem with this question. Yeah, yeah. or the, un- the maybe it's the unconscious belonging, but yeah, we'll leave that for our neuroscience interview next time. Okay,
1: love it. <laughs> we'll bring it. We'll bring yeah. in some
3: Buddhist masters or something. Exactly. Okay, so there is uh, a story that I um, share, especially when this question comes up, and um, I do believe it's the moment where, and not necessarily it, that wasn't the moment I felt. Yes, I am con- connect. I have a connection to this place, but it's the moment I felt that. I could communicate with this Aina over here. Mm. And so my grandmother used to uh, wake us up super early in the morning. And this happened summer after summer. Sometimes there were 12 of us, 12 cousins, sleeping on the floor in the living room in our mosquito haven, mosquito (laughs) punk-smelling living room. (laughs) Can you imagine? yeah, I can relate, and, my kid. and some, sometimes there were just a couple of us, and sometimes it was just me. So this is over a period of time with my grandparents, and they live down in Keaukaha on the main drag, Kalaniano Ole right across the break wall, and where the UH Marine Research Center is now, which used to be the old sewer plant, and like right in there. Besides being so Super generous lady, first teacher in Hawaiian life ways or Hawaiian studies up at UH, Hilo and HCC. My grandmother was also an avid fisherwoman like she could sustain herself if she needed to mm-hmm. by just her fishing alone yeah okay so that was one of the besides Oli and hula and ritual that of course are done all together yeah always integrated right is she also made sure that she taught us how to fish. So one of our early experiences is going with her. Um, walking across the street. No, it wasn't right before dawn. It was pretty dark for kind of a long time. <laughs> uh, it, you know, the stars were still out. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm, I'm, I must have been like seven or eight and there were the rest of my cousins anywhere from ages three to we're about the same age, 10, 10, 11, 12, maybe. So some mornings she would just appear at her home Um, Soaking wet With a bag of Stuff to eat Mm. Some mornings She'd leave everyone else home And she would just take me And we'd walk across the street I would ask a lot of questions Um, Why are we out here? How come it's so dark? Why are we going early in the morning? How come I gotta go with you? Why why can't those guys go? (laughs) All all the grandchildren questions Yeah Yeah. And then She would just say "Shh, Shh, shh, shh and then grab my hand. I'm like, this is a regular route. And we'd stop at where we would fish, and it was easy tidal pool fishing. So we didn't in that particular place we didn't cast any lines or anything like that, or pound OP or um, we fished in tidal pools. And the very first action or activity in that space was to ask for permission. I didn't know that's what was happening, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but um, later um, before she died had i had really good conversations with her as a as a 12 and 13 year old we'd stand there and in the still of the morning you know she chants something like Evelina, mm-hmm. Something really simple like that. And what I learned in that moment, every time she did that, whether she did that at the ocean or at the forest or at the mountain, was that the response she got was immediate.
0: Amazing.
3: Um, It was amazing. It was amazing to can you imagine?
0: I mean, I can because you're
3: describing it. It's like a I'm seeing the whole thing yeah. right there. Hekio Yeah, yeah, and 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 the response might have been a little. It might have been a warm wind. Um, it might have been a, a whale popping up out in the distance. It might have been a little splash on her face. Whatever the response was, right. but it happened enough times that that is that's a part of me yeah you grew up hearing this every all the time i imagine hearing and just having the experience of it and knowing that there is there is a response so wait for it expect it yeah and so i would ask her right later on when i was a little older i said how come How come the wind comes? How come that tree gives us, bends over? How come the birds call us? And she'd say, because that's your family. Right there. That's your family. That's why you need to chant. That's why we need to ask. That's why we come here like this, in this way. Right. So that was epic. And I think that's the thing That's the thing That's the thing
0: That's the thing I mean it's so profound It's like you're saying Like before you even have words as a child You're immersed in this Yeah You're immersed in this right Like it's it's just Yeah exactly I mean, and how lucky that you, it's unbroken, I imagine, for your family coming to you. I, I don't know. I'm making huge assumptions here. I don't know if it is. I was
3: thinking, hey, how you know? How, how you know that? Well,
0: because of who you are and your family and all the things yeah. that everyone's doing in your family, you know, yeah. I mean, it clearly, we talk to so many people. We talk to the Malkus about this, this relationship mm, that is unbroken. Yeah, yeah. In so many places, it's severed mm. among so many people. And that's so much like pain is there, right? Mm. Which is why we're doing this show in a, in a way is to connect people and like yeah. show there's many different ways of being on the land. But what you're describing is something so profound.
3: I can't even. I mean, the assumption is correct. There's we're just as some folks are expected to use the right eating utensils on the table or iterate the correct prayer on a pew or whatever ritual and habituation, whether we deem those things special or not so special or horrible or awesome, that was habituated into us. We could not enter a space and not ask permission. That was absolutely not allowed. The other
1: thing that's most so beautiful about it, it's it's such a simple... Like you don't have yeah. to, after that answer, you don't have to ask why or how come, right? No. You, it's And it's so like plainly es- like established, like this is why we have to care, right? This is why we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then you go, oh, okay. Yeah. La, la, la,
2: la.
1: <laughs> well, so much of like, you know, even in, when we go back to like sort of, I always call it like conventional conservation, like biodiversity, all this stuff. And, and you're still yeah. in that space. It's this sort of... Demand somehow in our society, like justify why, like costs, mm-hmm. you know, how much mm-hmm. is going to cost, like all these things are like out yeah, there, and yeah. you're sort of struggling, like, well, what's that worth to anybody? I mean, literally, people like, who would care about this snail? I'm talking to the public, or you know, people that aren't really, you know, aware of how sort of on the brink some of these species are and places are. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, <laughs> Yeah, but they're family. They're family, of course. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Keiku, he's Speaking of um, family, is there a certain place? and I know this is totally unfair we always the caveat always with our guests is like it's hard to choose one or two or even Mm -hmm. three but do you have a special place that you know is important to you or your family and Mm -hmm. and I bring up you know in our questions about and this is only because I was cheating and speaking to somebody who um who was with you when you were in Waikamoy and she mentioned oh I think Kekuhu's family has a connection to (laughs) Pele. and I don't know anything about that so sorry if that's totally wrong um, also Ka'u I had read
3: that someplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah, so my um, the Kanako'ole is from Ka'u my grandfather and his family my my yeah. grandmother is Kanai Le if anybody out there recognizes those names and they're from the north so they move from Kohala New e and over time into Waimanu Valley and oh. then they move toward this way via Honomo, and that's where my grandmother is born the other branch of that family comes from my great-grandmother who taught my mother and my aunties how to and my grandmother how to um, dance how to hula is from Puna Mm-hmm. Ahiena is from Puna. And then so my grandfather is Kanakaole from Kau. So anybody who comes from Kau and Puna, and as of January, February of this year, when did Mauna Loa erupt? Yeah, when was that? Oh yeah, December. I yeah. Think yeah. December, okay. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, no, so. So, yeah. <laughs> Just the uh, folks who are introduced to the the lava early on, if you live here and you get introduced to that early on, doesn't matter who you are or uh, what your ethnicity is. My One of my special places is right at the crater rim. Um, there's a wonderful sort of active quiet to that space. Um, I mean, like the forest floor. Yeah. Hmm. Up mm. at Poo I mean, there's tons of um, different examples. And just Mauna Kea yesterday, and I gave the example of meeting my hugest Mamani tree I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and in that moment, that was my favorite place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Please, right. It was amazing. <laughs> if I need to have a serious conversation then I'll go to the crater and that conversation is happening because because we're family <laughs> yeah back full circle oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah 100% <laughs>
0: And I, just for our listeners, which crater are we talking, Kilauea or yeah, Kilauea? Kilauea. K- okay. Kilauea. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Kilauea. I,
0: yeah.
3: I've only been up to Moko Oveo Vale once, um, hiked okay. with a bunch of us to do some ceremony. I, um, yeah. I'll go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go back when, when it's time, but yeah, Kilauea crater, er, that's, that, that's the spot.
0: That's the place. Can we pry a little and ask? Well, yeah. if you do you get answers mm. I mean what's that like for you I guess for people who are the
3: uninitiated yeah I suppose for anyone who does any kind of internal practice that's that sort of what happens there I don't know that I hear voices or anything but just it just a little bit to get out of your own self and just make observations just shut your mouth (laughs) for a little little bit stop complaining stop blaming this org and that government and that person and that university person and whatever just shut your mouth and (laughs) take some deep breaths smell the sulfur yeah because that's what it is to live here and just be quiet whether your eyes are closed or your eyes are open and just and just observe and take note of those observations hopefully if like internal sort of meditative state If you're doing observations You're not judging anything It's hard to get answers When you're saying Oh my god, that's so smelly Or oh my god, why does that That keeps going up and down Or, or why do they even live in the cliffs It must be so smoky for them Yeah, like I said Just shut your mouth yeah. <laughs> And hopefully and, and then shut down all of those Sort of those switches That sort of emotion unnecessarily emotionalizes baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in in order to be at that space, you know, like any other serious practitionerly, if you're carving you don't want to accidentally you know, chop off your finger you yeah. know? or if you know if you're paddling or if you're navigating I mean you don't want to fall out the cultural safety protocol is is put yourself in a state that you not going hurt yourself or other people and that includes emotionally because that is an energetic that we cannot control once that leaves your body so part of Hawaii ritual so we've built in that emotional sort of safety protocol being quiet and just making observations is a really good way to get answers if tree can do that then so can we yeah if the side of the mountain with just a simple fence can rejuvenate itself right then we can do that the sea slug what you call those guys lolis can recreate his innards after being out of water for a little bit because all their innards implode right Mm-hmm. Um, sea cucumbers. So if you get them wet again and you just let them be, they'll reconstruct their innards after a while. We may not have all of the same molecular you know structure but we do have relationship yeah Mm -hmm. they are family we live in the same environment and which means that we have some of the same magic parts so the observation is about not about okay what answers do you have for me oh that's what i need to do they're not conscious acts. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: it's like Reminding yourself to pay attention because, you know, you, I think it's, you can be as spiritual as you want to be, but even in a practical sense, like I think about all the work the like thinking about fences in the mountain, like the work that that kind of stuff takes for folks to just like, I mean, it's so important when you're entering these spaces, even again, if it's not like a, I think a lot of people probably aren't doing it like from this familial connection, but taking that time to just be like, okay, like what, where am I about to enter acknowledging that? Like it's a dangerous place. Like there's things that can go on. So you really, you have to be paying attention when you're you know in these spaces.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And uh, the, yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing um, because because I know there are folks out there, you, you know, you might be getting phone calls after my saying that. So <laughs> I'm just going <gonna> <laughs> okay. to let folks know that when when I see those things and when we're making the observations and when we're doing the ritual in places or we're putting the, the, the akua, who are the 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 trees, the coral, the, the aqua? Are the entities in Hawaii lifeways? Yeah. Okay, are the entities upon whom we our life is dependent? So in the in Hawaii lifeways, that means the plant people. You know, that yeah. means the fish people. It means that. In order to maintain that, uh, in order to to not just maintain it, but make sure that it's like, and it doesn't even have to be abundant, that there is sufficiency is, is the thing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I love that because here's the thing, like, I think a lot about what you said in um, the Kaleo podcast uh, and calling, you know, and we can talk about aha ceremony and what that is, but calling to the Manu people as not our wards they're not our wards and i think like I, that was like profound when you said that you're like no no we are like calling to them to reclaim what they were before to or not reclaim that's not even the right word but just recognizing how powerful they are and and could be still and i think that's a to- that's a different relationship than the yeah. one that we're used to thinking about in conservation which is like <clears throat> We have to go in, you know Save like,
1: them. Save them. We're gonna save them. They're ah.
0: they're vulnerable yeah, uh,
1: and it's a yeah.
0: It's so many different like analogies. They're like in the ER, they're on the operating table. We gotta go back Yeah, language,
1: it's comes back to language. It's so important and it's it has a meaning.
0: That was like an aha moment. So maybe yeah. we can talk a little bit about that and also the mm. aha ceremony and what that is.
1: Aha mm. moment, aha ceremony. Yeah, aha, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Stop <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: play,
0: yeah, yeah. Talking about how the relationship, right? You're saying like, we are dependent upon them, right? And like in conservation, in conservation science, we're thinking about Mm how Mm -hmm. we're sort of at the top of the food chain. We've got to go in and be stewards and take care of, which of course we don't disagree with that necessarily. But when you were talking about calling to them, you wanted to be very precise about how we call to them and what they are and who they are. Yeah.
3: yeah. In my fun little brain (laughs) and, and heart, that idea of we are family, no matter how simple and for some people, maybe even unrealistic. But in my... 7, 8, 10, 12-year-old experience, which, which, by the way, has carried over so into my, you know, 40, 30, 40, and 50-year-old experience. And I suppose you could, we could measure our personal effect. Yeah, never mind about the world. Get a grip on your own First of all, your your personal interaction with that ohia tree people, and I could hook myself up to some sort of biofeedback machine or uh, encephalograph or something like that. So that somebody who's observing this relationship could actually see what the energetic interaction is like. When we begin to talk energetics, people want to step back from the experience. And what I'm saying is that in an aha, you expect that when you call out to your, I expect when I call to, to my to the Ohia people and I go and chant and I go and say okay look you just you just gotta put your roots down a little bit wider and because the cars go over here and mm. I expect that there is some kind of exchange or reciprocation yeah mm-hmm. so many people understand a relationship with ohia tree because they're still evident around us mm-hmm. yeah most of us around hilo but the relationship to the bird people is a little bit strained because because we don't yeah. see them as much yeah. um, because we're not we don't have a daily interaction so pulling them down from the forest and pulling people up towards them or even introducing the bird people that are around our yard yeah. or even down at the beach so say aloha or the kolea people I think and the manu might be the most evident for folks across islands yeah right yeah Fisher people will know the other fishing seabird population the idea of calling them is that at some level you have to expect that there is going to be a, a response do you leave it up to faith no you leave it up to energetics you know you leave it up to do i hope that there is no the fact of the matter is that quantum physics helps us think through the idea that there is there is entanglement there is uh oh if i do this thing here then guess, guess what's gonna happen over there we can see it all around us
0: yeah. Subject and object, it, it it doesn't exist when we're talking, or, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or you're like making them
1: subjects instead of objects. It's like, you know, getting to talk about humanities. It's like you're just redefining
3: yeah, it. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like they're actors. You, We are as well. And I think so many people, if they do think about it, and especially probably the students who were learners, I like that better because mm. uh, it's the action. Like if they often, once they start learning about these things, they feel, feel, I think, disempowered because there's so much work to be done. <laughs> there's so much work. And
3: and this is a whole other podcast right here. Just that conversation yeah. of, oh my yeah. God, so much work to be done. <laughs> I know. I know. And I mean, folk, folks <laughs> whose, um, whose profession sort of depend on exterminating other species to yeah. make sure that the native endemic species come back I mean, that in itself is a huge conversation. Yeah. You know, cause, and just the idea that, oh my God, there's so much work to be done. That that Manu person, like he's one out of 50 people and the, the AHA intersects folks in that sort of energy. Mm-hmm. The energy that <laughs> I've got to do this. I'm the only one and there's so much to do and that bird is just now gone extinct and oh my God, and now I can't, there's only 50 And, you know, that um, I know people in my close proximity, my close community who experience sadness. Yeah. And they suffer. Oh, yeah. They suffer energetically and emotionally and they've, um, and depression even. And that leads to other sort of sicknesses or diseases in their own self. The idea of the aha is to remind us that we have every think into the bird community in the way you are, what, like, what's your objective? Oh, my objective is that all the birds are good and then, the, you know, there's so many of them. The, the feathers are all over the place and everybody has allergies because now there's so <laughs> many birds that, you know, if that's the thing, then that's the thing you hold. Right. Yeah, I love that. Stop thinking and acting into the idea that they're all dead everyone's yeah. yeah. dead and they're all extinct and oh my yeah we gotta be careful about that term that language extinct and extinction and yeah. although that that cycle of, of whoever went extinct before us the 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 dinosaur people the 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 moa that plant person and this plant person it's even true for the geomorphologists, for the um, geologists, that no longer can we call a volcano extinct because that's not always its current you know situation yeah Yeah. no longer can we call that bird person or that moth that pollinator extinct because I just Inside yesterday, in my hello, look in my camera. I have a picture of it <laughs> Stop telling me that that. And haven't we most recently discovered this plant person that everybody thought was extinct? But it's yeah. like right over there. It's just some place where we haven't looked. Yeah, like the Wau brought it back. It's there because the Wau there is long, and that whole thing about the Aha and the calling it's a rebinding of that relationship i love that and that's
0: something i've never seen before heard about before that you started talking about it really in our field
1: mm-hmm. yeah well i think that so much again it, it, this is like backing up maybe too much but the idea of like you know the, all the endangered species were for example and in, in, in kind of it being top down kind of species to species it's you know, you lose the sense of, well, it's this whole system. We're part of it, obviously, as much as all these other species are a part of it. And so when that narrow, mm. I mean, and not to say that like the work to save these plant people where you're down to like 12, you know, that are off, you know, and, and that that's not important or we should like let go of any of this, but it's just, no, to no, that. but all of that is still having these bigger benefits. I mean, it's things that actually I work with this, the program, um, army natural resource program. And there's this, these zones where they're doing, um, rat control, right? So they use these automatic resetting traps and sometimes it's for birds. Sometimes it's for rare plants, but in a lot of these cases, even where there's rare plants that, so they're targeting the objective is maybe this one species, but you see like benefits spilling over where you're getting regeneration mm. on all the common yeah. stuff that you never really mm. saw, or at least in my lifetime right, you haven't seen. So mm. uh, again, what is the objective? And maybe we should be thinking bigger, I think. <laughs> (laughs) broader maybe Mm, you know broader yeah
0: and and it is it is changing the narrative though too I'm always saying that in art when I when I'm doing an art project I'm doing a painting it's like god there's everything in like film it's so dismal it's so dreary Mm -hmm. and it's like we have to offer something else you know for ourselves (laughs) starting for ourselves and our own health Mm -hmm. and then for all the things we care about right Mm -hmm.
1: I have a question Kekui about yeah yeah and this has come up too with a, a bunch of folks we've talked to, but just speaking yep. of relationships, of just how are do you, I mean, with your learners, are you using like, again, you talked about the people have to kill stuff for work, which is, can be really kind of get, gets, it gets burdensome after a while, but just using and connections to things that are non-native. Um, I'm bringing up the examples of my daughters all the time where they love watching the minor birds nest and the parrots and, you know, and, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, how do you kind of bridge and balance those? I think that there's been so much, the like a lot of surprises on the some folks we've talked to about how meaningful those Uh, relationships can be as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I think we just choose. Yeah. I think we just choose not one or the other, but we just choose our relationship to the minor birds nesting. I mean, like there's tons here. Yeah. And you know, every once in a, and it's super funny to watch the eel try and come in because there's a mating pair just right over there. And so every day between when it gets hot enough, you know, then they'll do their their nice little thing going up into the thermals. But there's have an extraordinarily large population of minor bird people. Right. And then the dove <laughs> people who come yeah. and eat the dog food every day. And you're like, ah, get out of here, stop eating the dog food. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like on the uh-huh. day, right? Yeah, yeah, stop eating the phone, you guys. And anyway, so this is huge minor bird population, and I'm in the middle of the class. I'll, I'll, I'll look down in, into the yard and go, oh wow, that's interesting. And so they're taking. Um, I mean, I'm observing their like. Um, their their mating protocols. Right. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm having I'm making observations about why is there three pairs of minor birds? They're in the exact same like form right now, and I guess there there's some dominant thing going on right over there. I mean, <laughs> that, <laughs> and they're super loud. And some mornings, you know, I just have to go out the door and say, "Not by my window, not up yet." <laughs> And, and I suppose in a re- reciprocal way, they continue to choose my window to be the one to have a big morning meeting next to, I, I suppose, <laughs> if, my, if my energy change, their energy might change. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch them, like totally overcome an eel. You know, oh, like, like how the big predator of our space, like they will overcome him. There's so many of them, just mob them and harass, and they'll mob them. Wow! And they'll chase them out, and it's hilarious. But it's also hilarious to watch them scatter when he comes in. Oh, it's wow. just like this whole funny movie. I think just choosing I think we chose the wrong language when we started to teach some of our sciences. And I think it comes to having to protect that way of knowing. Yeah. And I know yeah, that yeah. because I know that because it's like that in Hawaii life ways. We've chosen yeah. particular vocabulary to mm-hmm. talk about the sacredness or the correctness or the properness of of doing that practice. So whether it's in Mm -hmm. science or in hawaii life ways Mm -hmm. i really do think we need to observe our language a little bit better talking about ohia, oh oh yeah i know that species well that's great maybe species means family but i don't know that that languaging there has become such a thing that we've forgotten that they have names yeah, and and we may use some of their other names, but that does is not meaningful to people. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I can't say it any better than that. I think you you get lost again in this like it's objectification because it's you're saying it's objective. We talk about this. It's like oh, bio like has to, like biodiversity for biodiversity's sake. That kind of mentality, and it's you know despite the fact that so many people become connected to this place, learning about native ecosystems and, and all of yeah. this. Um, but yeah, I kind of circles back to the, all the work that you've been doing like with hello here, like what, where we need to, redefine that through relationship right like otherwise yeah. we not we cannot connect anybody yeah
3: absolutely yeah 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 anybody anybody and then the thing is um and so i'm, I'm just gonna say it here not everybody loves the way um people who have have experienced transformation in their personal relationship to place. That's why Allah Ohia was created in mm-hmm. the first place. Because individuals, because spirits, because entities, because people's energy, although they really love the the tree people or the, you know, people's energies with, were getting depleted because they could not find the, the connection that brought them there in the first place face mm. you know mm-hmm. that was forgotten somehow it was was yeah. lost and then it got covered by all yeah. the stuff that comes with the profession whatever profession yeah. that is it could be yeah. a- academia in Hawaiian studies yeah. or it could yeah. be um science yeah, yeah. so halau that you mentioned it was created for the primary purpose of re- reinvigorating mm. Reimagining those relationships because it mattered to people, and as soon as people remembered, like re r e, and they remembered, like put those things yeah. back together. <laughs> I know, right? And once once we remembered that. Yes, that that was it. Yes. And yeah. we start to sort of feed that. Then folks were able to go back to their professions and said, Okay, so this this stuff here, that's that's not why I came here. Yeah. And wait, that thing over there, I get it. It's part of the policy, it's part of the cycle, it's part of the mm. system, but that's not why I came here. And mm-hmm. so people began to be able to reconnect themselves with the very the germ of why they entered the practice in the first place not everyone in my community is happy about that. Okay. Not everyone I, in my community. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: I wanted yeah.
0: to ask you about that, Kekuhi, because, yeah. you know, this comes up with other practitioners we talk to, you know, yeah. about reimagining traditions, yeah. maybe, yeah. In, in significant ways. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, mm. you know, I mean, I think of like Papa Mao, for example, like shunned by his community. I mean, Penny Martin was very, very frank about that,
3: you know, and yeah. then now, he's like embraced for all that he did to share outside right Uh, absolutely we have so many examples of that my grandmother was a really good example of that too yeah you know she took a lot of cracks from her community because she was the one that took hawaii her personal everyday hawaii practices. It wasn't a practice at the time. It was just her life way. Yeah. Oh, she is. And walked it up to the university and said, Hello. Now you welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Hawaii. You're on Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> island here this is the space here by the way there is a community of people who have particular practices around these things and i am gonna teach them and and there you go and so and she got her community did not support what she was doing they were not happy campers about her teaching chant to people or teaching people how to hula or making Mm -hmm. leaves, or how Mm -hmm. to approach the forest or ethnobotany Mm -hmm. or any Mm -hmm. of or even language for that matter how dare she go out and assume that all Hawaiians are going to want anybody and everybody to learn about this thing Mm -hmm. the thing is that my grandmother never felt like she was she lacked anything. That's, the, yeah. that's like the primary, to me, the primary psychological unconscious issue for the I can belong, but you cannot belong sort right. of, yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I didn't test any of that and I'm not an ologist or something But <laughs> it's, I've seen it over and over. My parents, my, I mean, the community, the larger Hawaii community was not happy with what they were doing with um, the reinterment of bones from museums around the world. Oh, yeah. Who scientists came into Hawaii and Africa and all kinds of places around the world and took skulls to make sure to prove to the enlightenment that the bigger the head or the bigger the, the neocortex the smarter the people Right. And archaeology was that science. It's not the same science as it was, but it was that science. And so there are tons of bones around the world. It was not there was a very small handful of people who would take the time and the effort to memorize some chants. Of course, they're not traditional chants. Nobody had to deal with this. Nobody yeah. have to deal with the fact to go to a museum. Now, these museums are they're like high. They're like elevated institutions. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's one thing that a monarch would gift a something. Yeah. 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 To that space. say, OK, when I die, take my things. This is all for over here. I want my people to have it. I want to give this to you because it's a it's it's a gift. That's different. My parents got, they got shunned and shamed. They got hate mail. People wrote about them in newspaper Mm -hmm. clippings and it still goes on. And once in a while, we'll get a sort of a phone call from an angry Mm -hmm. person and say, Mm -hmm. like, we had no right to go and do that. I said, Mm -hmm. well, that was, that was our choice because we could no longer sleep because there were, bones that belong here in this land who yeah. never asked to be taken no. from this space. So that was a family thing we had to deal with. So Kekuhi, just to
0: clarify. So you're saying that, you know, with reinternment, internment the return, repatriation, you would yeah. you would do ceremony and help on the on the receiving end of that injustice. And that that was that was there was criticism for that. Is that what you're saying?
3: Just going and getting them, just going and getting them, just thinking about just going and getting them. Uh, Yeah. The, the ceremony thing. Yeah. There is some issues on that too. Okay. Just even thinking about why would you like, why are you going to do it? Like, let that go, let that go.
1: But that's just also, I'm curious. I don't, it's like, there's not time to go into this, but it's kind of like that part of legacy of science is, is because we've like divorced It's like science over here and humanities, whatever you want to call it, like that's over here that we don't have our up and coming scientists like grapple with these, the history of it. I mean, you look at like modern statistics and all of that is the same stuff. They were true, like developing statistical tests to prove that like these brains are smaller than those brains. I mean, it's all rooted in this like, and and then it goes to the next level of like, why are we creating this? And so again, it's like a lot to tackle here, but I'm just... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, to what extent are you kind of able to maybe allow people to see more of that hum- humanness in the sciences? Right. I mean, because I feel that's really what when you get back to relationships and coming back, are you seeing folks coming who are coming from like, oh, I'm science and science, science? And do you see them more open to thinking about these bigger pictures through that, through the practice that you're leading them through, like with something like Halaohia yeah. or with the um, with the manu stuff, like do you, do you see yeah. that kind of like cracking? Like, whoa, I do.
0: Or what transformations do you see?
1: Thanks, Melissa. Yeah,
3: I do. I do
0: see that people who are, like I said in the last question, you know, of like used to really trying to be divorced emotion and subjectivity from
3: their experience. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, no, I I do see that. Well, there is some sort of transformation, and that's not my purpose for opening the space that you get yeah. transformed and you get transformed. That's not my business. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right, for right, right.
2: Sure, for sure.
3: Although it's transformative and I can tell people, like, it's transformative because people tell me it's that thing. My kuleana is kind of, is almost, now I'm realizing it's not too different from what my grandmother did. And that is bringing the life way that's a part of this space and bringing that and say, here it Here's this, here's this thing. It's a way of thinking, it's a way of being, it's a way of including, it's a way of being family and recognizing that we're family. It's a way of speaking and and guess what? Here, I'm I'm gonna bring it to you. I'm gonna bring it to you because you're here. And the way we do business, science, education, politics, families, health, here and what makes that different or similar to anywhere else in the world is that it's it's in hawaii yeah and i don't know that we have the luxury of hating everything and everyone in the space aloha is is not just something we wear on a t shirt, nor is it something on a cap. Like it's a serious matter. Mm. Yeah. 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 I said, just make the choice. I'm willing to help, I'm willing to introduce people to. Uh, Hawaii life ways and those people so far are willing to learn that I don't care what you look like or what your right. profession is as long as you're in Hawaii if you don't know how to do that brah guess whose fault that is. <laughs> It's my fault. If you don't know how to approach the mountain, guess whose fault that is? That's my fault. If you don't know how to get your finger, how to take measurements from the volcano, gas measurements from the volcano properly, guess whose fault that is? That's my fault. Because I never inform you, and then I cannot go come chasing after you later. I mean, that's what we that's what we do now because we couldn't keep up. We couldn't right. keep. Yeah. Cannot keep up with all of that maybe my grandmother could keep up in the late sixties, but we cannot yeah. keep up with it now. Which is why we have all the chasing and the stop people in the middle of the road and say, You 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 gotta stop. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. look, let's listen to this for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And then the way that we did things in the past have caused harm. I'm so like, we, I would then of putting myself suddenly in like with the science <laughs> world. Right. So anyway, you know, that, 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 so, you know, there are, is faults on, on, on that side as well. And yeah. again, like pretending that everything is objective and so therefore it's okay to do, it's like, you know, <laughs>
2: Ooh. <laughs> I get these guest Ooh. lectures every once in a while and I'm,
1: I'm always like delving way too much into history I can't help myself because you know you're like you kind of have to understand like where you are right is all along yeah. this from where we've come and so if you want and, and you know again the the learners see that where we're headed is scary I mean you know nobody knows but like that they see these big problems and all the work that needs to be done um, and so I just love that though just Not blaming yourself. I'm not going to blame you.
2: (laughs) Please, but I no way. Just to say
0: that
1: that just to know that there are uh, ways to do better,
0: and that you are so open, Kekuhi, to teaching, which is like such a gift. Yeah. To, to all of us we are so grateful yeah. I do want to take a moment because I know you have some programs other things that are coming up that you want maybe wanted to mention as we closed
3: oh yeah totally you talked about hello hello is our um, Hawaii stewardship training I don't know what else to call it I haven't found the right English words yeah it's where not only people who work in conservation but people in education and health and the medical field and and um, poor moms. I teach basic Hawaii skills to remember. Mm. To form that connectivity In many different ways And so Hala Ohia Is one of those programs I'm opening up a new cohort For that not till December Okay. I do have a cohort For the Oli Honua So Oli is Hawaii Chant um, culture Mm -hmm. People go to your website and there's sometimes
0: Information there about the programs we're just talking about Oh yeah that's a good idea (laughs)
2: So
3: so it's HTTPS S colon backslash okay. WWW at And you can okay. go and find out about our hula program, our awesome. OLI program storytelling programs and our stewardship programs. And all of them have the same message. And that message is connect first. That remembering is a super important part of being human. Yeah. And recognizing who our family is in our more than human world. Yeah. Love it.
0: Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't have ended more beautifully. We do want to just thank you so much, Kekuhi, for all your mana'o, for sharing all of all, everything. I, we could. I could just talk to you for like another six hours. <laughs> I mean, for us, for sure.
1: But also all the other stuff, I have lots of friends and colleagues yeah. that have gone through halaohia oh, and they're always bugging so me. Oh, wonderful. When's your turn? When are you doing it? And, um, yeah.
0: Oh, they're, oh, they're oh, you are getting pressure. I don't have to make another excuse till December, but yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. see. I was practicing the, the Manu people sounds. You even told me, by the way, in the car or something like that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I was listening to that yeah. other
1: podcast. Um, well Kalehana I saw her uh I saw their 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 presentation I actually looked at their thesis when she oh yeah, developing it it's a great one kind of it was cool this way it worked I love that Your all your guys' conversations I was croaking away with trying to remember how <laughs> <But the laughs> cool sounds were and I was <laughs> out loud
3: uh, before you were even like oh don't be embarrassed I was like oh yeah it's just another language totally that's all yeah. of course we um, yeah we absolutely slaughter it but oh but oh well that's a part oh, well. of our rebinding <laughs> our relationship yeah, yeah. we'll get better
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well thank you so much Kekuhi. Yeah. here
3: yeah mahalo you guys